Good morning, and welcome to Love Out of the Blue. My name is Debbie Jordan, and this is a collection of stories from my personal journey. From a place of feeling blue to finally seeing those unexpected moments show up out of the blue, reminding me that love is still very real. Joining me at the controls is my producer, Jay Lawrence. Uh, it's so good to have you back it, sitting there in that chair. I'm I'm glad to see you're back. It's so good to be back. Now, we, you must understand that you've been kind of on a long journey. When you talk about a journey, you've really been on a personal journey here. I have. More recently, I was invited to join a group of people on a tour of the Holy Land. So I've been to Israel, I've mm. been to Jordan, and I've been to Egypt. Okay, now, this is not on my bucket list. <laughs> so you're going to have to take me through this mm-hmm. to, to share this with me because I, of course I'm personally involved, but it's I, I, I just don't have a desire to go there. Really? So, yeah, so please help me with this. Oh, for me, this has been a um, desire of my heart probably for the last 20, 25 years. Oh, really? It, absolutely. From um, very early on, uh, as, a, as a little child, I got to hear these biblical stories um, on flannel boards, you know, from yeah. Sunday school teachers. <laughs> and and I, I was just fascinated by it. Mm-hmm. Um, Christmas cards show up, and they have these wonderful pictures of Mary, Joseph, and the baby Jesus in Bethlehem, and they have pictures of uh, at Easter talking about Jesus and in Jerusalem, and and then everything in between that. Um, also, even including um, back prior to that, you know, the pharaohs of Egypt. Um, I was just fascinated by those stories as a kid. So the idea of ever actually seeing the places where those things took place that, you know, yeah. to to walk on those streets, to see um, the archaeological evidence that these places were real, I couldn't wait. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> well, okay, I'm going to have to, I want you to be able to share okay. with, because I know you, that mm-hmm. certainly... Anywhere you go, you will find something out of the blue and yeah. make it come true. Oh, thank Ooh, you. Is that a poem? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I um, I will. I will have to say it was funny. I, you know, obviously I was looking for that along the way. You know, oh, yeah. just but I, but I don't force it. You know, it's something that you just. Um, the the love out of the blue moments for me have to just happen spontaneously, um, you know. And but for this type of a trip, I had some pretty high expectations. Oh yeah, I'm and sure. that was something I worked on on the plane to be sure I could get rid of. I didn't want to expect, um, for example, Bethlehem to look like the Christmas card that shows up. I knew I would be disappointed if that was, you know, that wasn't the case. And um, certainly it was not. (laughs) So, Well, I I guess as you you were going, a lot of people mm -hmm. were sharing with you, right? Yes. As a matter of fact, that was a really interesting part of our Love Out of the Blue story is that while I was on vacation, people were having their own love out of the blue moments and sharing them. And so on Facebook and then on Instagram, I was able to share their stories while I was on vacation. And and um, I, it was so wonderful to see, you know, um, this outpouring of people that went, look what happened. Um, I was on vacation and I was picking strawberries and check it out. This strawberry looks like a heart. And 
So the fact that they even shared it as a love out of the blue moment tells me that they had one. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I have another fr- um, person that was sending these photos that they would see on their Facebook feed every day that had um, these little hearts that were cut out, uh, you know, in a door or people that made their hands shaped like a heart. But they had these little sayings that were positive and inspirational. She shared those. Um one of my favorites, too, was that there was a man with a toolbox that every day he goes to work and, you know, you're getting your tools ready. And, and uh, he happened to finally notice that he's had this button sitting in his toolbox all this time over over many, many years. A button? A button, you know, just a, a little button, that you a lapel button that you would put on your mm. shirt or something mm-hmm. that said love. But it's sitting in his toolbox and he takes a picture of his toolbox and he sends it to me and he says, hey, kiddo, this has been, you know, this has been part of my day for years. You know, just wanted to share that with you. Mm. So that day he saw it different. You know, all of a sudden he caught it that there was this little love button. He was having his own love out of the blue moment and he shared it. That's great story. That is fantastic. So now Instagram, Facebook, absolutely website. Mm-hmm. All three of those things, but especially Facebook. Facebook has a um, and seems to have an easier time for people to share at this moment. So what I've been doing is taking those and and posting them over on Instagram and and um, the website itself um, seems to be getting some traffic. And from that, they've been going out to those other sites and posting. So Fantastic. really cool. Yeah. So yeah. that's love out of the blue. Love it, out of this the blue. is to be shared. This isn't just your personal journey. Correct. It's a lot of people's journey. Absolutely. Daily. 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 It's what well, we're supposed to look for. Speaking of traveling, yes, you went on this Holy Land adventure. It's, I did. Sounds you like get that back thing to that? <laughs> sounds like that thing in Orlando, the Holy Land tour. The Holy Land experience. Yeah. But you went to the real. I did. The real one. I did. Um, my ex- What kind of a group did you go on Oh, with? this wonderful travel organization called EO Travel out of Lakeland has, um, has put these tours together that um, some friends of mine um, have used regularly. So uh, they're just a really great organization that um, went apparently to the Holy Land at one time themselves many years ago and were so inspired that they decided they wanted to make that available to other people. Um, So we took this tour together. And uh, there were 46 of us, I believe, was the final count. I was going to say, how many people were there? Yeah, yeah, it was a really nice group of people, you know, a busload. So, um, and all different reasons these people were on this trip. But but the joint um, thread that put us together was that all of us had had some experience with the stories biblically. And we're very anxious to visit those locations. Wow. Now, how, so, how long were you gone? Because uh, I, I, when we say you were on vacation, you really weren't on vacation. Yes. You it, were on this tour. But how, how long of a t- tour was this? This was 18 days. Oh, wow. It was a long time to no, be together. I usually think of going on a trip like that, like seven days or something. But right. 18 days. Yeah. 18 days was the maximum amount of time for this trip. I um, Some people left after... Uh, Jerusalem 
um, you know, went through the part of the Holy Land trip and then finished their trip and went ahead and flew home from there. I extended my travel beyond that to go to the country of Jordan and then on to the country of Egypt. Mm. So mine was a little bit longer. There were, I believe, oh, 16 of us that finished the entire tour together. Wow, that's quite a so, that's quite a journey. Yeah, we had a great time. So, okay, uh, your first day you flew out of mm-hmm. Orlando, did you? How did you get there? I, I did not. Actually, for me, my uh, most of the group flew out of Orlando and flew into... To Newark, New Jersey. I have a daughter that lives out there. So I went to New Jersey first and spent a few <laughs> days with my family and then met the group in Newark. The really nice thing about that was that we were able to find a nonstop flight from Newark, New Jersey, right into Tel Aviv. Wow. So this was a much easier travel trip than if we'd have had several stops along the way. Yeah, now how long of a flight is that? What, 18 hours? No, I mean, it, was, uh, it was about 10, actually. 10, you yeah. Know, mm-hmm. um, ac- across, which, which um, made it relatively easy to do. Um, we had, or at least that's what it seemed like to me, 10 hours. I slept through most of it. So to be honest with you, it, it, it probably seemed like a, an hour and a half to me by the time I uh, now, woke you, up and yeah, now, when I, I went there. To, when I went to Europe, I know we left in the middle of the night almost to get right. there in the in the morning. Is that what right. happened with you? Is no, that... this was more, this was, uh, no, this was uh, more during uh, the day. But we were um, the late afternoon, I would say. And okay. so, yes, it was easy to, you know, to get some sleep. And then when I woke up, uh, we were there. And because of the time change, we had, um, you know, continue on the day and got to the hotel, got a good night's sleep and start over. Jet lag was not a problem. You yeah. landed in Tel Aviv, and what happened? Okay, so landing in Tel Aviv, we had uh, we were met by the tour group that uh, you know began our informational um, preparation for what we were going to see, um, which was which was really good because one of the things again, like I, I mentioned to you, is that your expectations of what you will see going into Israel, going into these these sites. You know, the only thing that you've got is what you've what you've brought to it, even as a kid or um, as an adult in a Sunday school class, something like that. So uh, if you've not kept up with some news or taken any time to look it up, um, Bethlehem uh, does not look like a little country uh, village where, um, you know, you were going to run into uh, Mary Joseph and baby Jesus on a donkey. Right. It's, it's you know, it's an actual Palestinian city that is surrounded by a wall. Um, we were needed to go through um, an area that was covered with armed guards. And it, it you know, it's a little jarring at first, um, but... Uh, we were safe the entire time. Um, there were definitely um, some areas of the town that looked uh, very run down. Uh, maybe looked like it had been uh, hit by an earthquake or um, uh, devastated by, you know, um, just buildings being torn down or something to that effect. Um, but we were in a very safe location in a, a very nice hotel. Um, but during that time, you had to consider that you, if you're going to go on a journey like this, you have to take yourself back in time and put yourself what's happening now and what was happening then. And the original 
idea of being on vacation disappeared very quickly, and it became something of a pilgrimage, mm. which was really very nice. Um, so one of the first things we did in Bethlehem, of course, was, you know, we went to the Church of the Nativity, where then we could visit the site where um, it was believed that Mary, Joseph, and baby Jesus, were, you know, were, where Jesus was born. Um, also the site where they believed that the stable is. And, you know, and again, that seems almost like a, a church that you would just go visit at anywhere um but it's not it's full of people from all over the world who have come to see this and that piece of it became as important as being there yourself so there were a lot of other visitors there very absolutely it was a very busy place and you had a very limited amount of time to see any of the any of the sites so you really had to take yourself there quickly um, listen to the information, go go visit the site, kind of have your moment, and then spend a little time considering where it is you've been, what happened there, and and take away from it the tourism side of it. Um, Was that hard to do? No. Honestly, it became, it, it's very easy to do because you're surrounded by like-minded people who are trying to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. And so your conversations become about, what you remember or what you see as opposed to, uh, you know, or what has been as opposed to what you've seen. Um, you know, following Bethlehem or, or following the, you know, that particular time, I got to spend a little time just sitting on the shore of Galilee, which for me was um, the moment where you could quietly then, I was finally able to quietly contemplate all this and had my love out of the blue moment. I was sitting on this rock on the Sea of Galilee, you know, considering where I've been and what I've just seen. And one of the things that just came flooding back to me was that, you know, every person in my life that has told me one of these biblical stories up to this point was was really trying to tell me a story of something that would be personal to me. And now I was sitting on the shore of Galilee and my feet are in the water and and I'm looking out at the sea and thinking, this stuff really happened. This this these aren't just stories that that get told and passed on. These are these are true events of people that were living in this land that was that was brutal at the time. It was not an easy thing to pass, you know, from from one city to the other there's it's a very rocky terrain and there's there's um water and there's and there's animals and there's um there's there's just all of this sort of going on at the same time and but in that moment i just was filled with such gratitude to those teachers who tried to share this with me and then wanted so badly for them to know that I made it there, that mm. I was finally there. And I'm and I'm looking out at the sea, and I'm looking out at this rocky shoreline. And Jay, it was amazing. It, the rocks along the shoreline were just filled with these rocks that looked like they were shaped with hearts. Oh no! And then there's this rock out in the middle of the water, and these these birds come flying up these like white doves come flying up over the water and come by and I just began to just smile so big I was filled with so much love for 
what had happened in the past for where what the gift that I was given to just be there and for all of those people that had shared those stories with me that that led for my desire to even go on this trip to the Holy Land um, it all began in Bethlehem it all began with a teacher a long time ago and it all sort of came full circle to me in that moment um, a little bit later on that trip later uh, or a day or two later um, I was selected out of the group to share a story about what this trip meant to me. Mm-hmm. And that's the one I told. I, I sat down and it just, I was able to share with, with our entire group that, you know, our teachers, what we, the experiences that we brought there with us, it was dictating the trip that we were having. And that the love that we would feel always coming from these people that, that, had shared their lives with us, that had shared their stories, had shared what this trip meant to them. Um, I had a teacher one time that went to the Holy Land, and I never forgot her coming to my class and saying, you know, um, you all have heard about the Last Supper before, but did you ever know that Jesus had a last breakfast? And here's where it happened, was on this shore of Galilee. and, And now here I was sitting there, and I was having that moment. And and so when I shared that story, people came up to me afterwards and said, you put into words exactly what I was feeling. And then other people came up to me and said, I know that teacher. She was my teacher. And and here's my story about that person and what happened to me. And, you know, over there where I was thinking about something that she had shared with me. So, you know, my love out of the blue moment in in Bethlehem at the Sea of Galilee, all of that sort of combined really had to do with the stories that somebody had told me at one time and they stuck with me, gave me this burning desire to go to the Holy Land and now I was there and the gratitude and the love that I felt it was was so real inside but when I opened my eyes and saw all those rocks all shaped like hearts and these beautiful birds swim by it was it was as if I was just given a gift um confirmation so I I promise you keep your eye open for these love out of the blue moments they are so real and they mean so much to other people as and you to share, share them, them. Exactly. To share them exactly just like you're saying these these stories that were shared with you several years ago when you were much younger right have stayed with you and Absolutely. alive and some of these other moments that people are sharing right now could could mean something to someone someone else 20 years from now absolutely i hope so that's that that is that you know what jay you've absolutely nailed it because that is why we do this podcast it's that my hope our hope is that through sharing of these stories from the places that i've been the people i've met the stories they've told that you too will begin to see these unexpected moments arrive anywhere anytime just when you need them the most So till next time, when we cover a few more things about maybe the country of Jordan, a little bit about Egypt, because pyramids are kind of fun, I'm Debbie Jordan, and this is Love Out of the Blue.